It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Did you enjoy your weekend? I did. I, you know what I enjoyed, Marcus, is, uh, is a little bit of AAF football. And uh, yeah, my San Diego fun. fleet. It was fun. It, you know, like, that's the thing is that I think there's a lot of talk about people, uh, you know, being concerned about the quarterback play. I mean, quarterback play is bad in the NFL at, at points. But I, I, I really think that if you enjoy football overall and aren't just in it to see a whole bunch of points scored necessarily, it, the first week was extremely tolerable. And I, and I feel like it's going to get better as these offenses kind of get more time to play with each other. But right. I, I thought it was pretty decent football, you know? Like there's considering that these guys haven't had a ton of time to, you know, practice and play together. I thought the quality was surprisingly good. I mean, it's certainly the best we've seen outside of the NFL, right? Yeah, and I, and I got to say like it just feels more legitimate than a lot of these other leagues that have come up. Oh, I mean, absolutely. they're they're doing things. They got a lot of people with good experience, some people with some new experience. There's a good mixture of that. And then on top of that, they're they're the you know, the good thing is there's doing they're doing some innovation there too with the with the sky cap, the sky refs and all that stuff. We don't want to make this an mm-hmm. AAF podcast, but I I just thought it was interesting and good and, and worth mentioning. No, I, I absolutely agree. I think the NFL would be wise to partner with the AAF, AAF because I think you're going to see a lot of these guys get contracts or at least, you know, you know, chances to go to, to training camps and stuff. So it would be wise for the NFL to partner with them, you know, help them out. And I think it's going to the competition is going to make uh, both sides better. I agree. Um, but coming up on today's show, uh, we are going to continue with our season in review and talk about the Cowboys week three matchup against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, this was not a fun game for the Cowboys. Uh, so let's kind of jump right in, Atlanta. Let's talk about some of our pregame storylines. What was the biggest uh, you know, thing coming into this game for you? Well, I think the big news all week was about Earl Thomas. And, and I think whether or not the trade was going to go through, whether or not it was going to happen before the game, whether you know the, the Seahawks would trade him and then sit him in the game. I mean, the thing about it is that I remember very clearly is that this was basically a done deal. Like it, it felt like everyone was talking about how it was going to happen. It was, you know, it, he was coming over. It was, you know, the, 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 the whole situation between them and, uh, and Earl had Seattle and Earl had, had kind of deteriorated to a point that it felt like there was no coming back. Uh, obviously, that was not true because he ends up, you know, practicing and then uh, playing and 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 uh, and not getting any trade. So, and obviously, ultimately, probably was the player of the game. So, uh, oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how, who you could, who else you could choose really. Um, so yeah, and frankly, I mean, the thing that's really ironic about this is that you know he had 
been holding out. I think the week before this had been his first game, right, of the season. Yep. And yep. he was the only – I mean, not only was he the best player on the field, but he was he looked like the only player that looked anywhere into close to midseason form. Like, he was – everyone – it's crazy because he missed all training camp, too. I know. And, and, I mean, that's – he's ridiculous. Everyone else in this game kind of looked not great, and, and he looked amazing. So – uh, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, the, the the Seahawks weren't exactly playing lights out football in this game either. I mean, the Cowboys just you know, played worse. Uh, uh, but before we get, yeah, before we get to the game part, I mean, the, the, that was going through our minds. Uh, you know, I think a lot of us were excited about what we had seen the previous week with the Cowboys, uh, and there was some hope that going into the game, uh, that that uh, you know that, that the Cowboys would have a similar showing to what they had. Um, you know, a couple of the tweets that I pulled uh, were talking about how excited we were. Uh, the, I, I quote tweeted John talking about writing an article for Dallas Morning News about Jalen Smith, and I was talking about how excited I was about that. Yeah. And I think that was one thing that people were uh, focusing on. Uh, you brought up a really good point that um, uh, in one of your tweets about uh, the next six games, I think it was, the Cowboys had a real good chance to kind of go four and two, which you may have ultimately – been right. I can't try to think in my head, but it's interesting. Like that, that the the level of confidence that uh, with this team was a little bit higher than it was even going into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I think everyone knew that this Seattle game was going to be uh, a difficult one. Um, and then the last thing, well, I, the oh, other thing, the other yeah, thing is ahead. real quick. I mean, we thought the Cowboys kind of scheduling break here because if you remember correctly, Seattle the week before played on Monday Night Football against Chicago. They were going to be coming off a short week. The Cowboys were playing well. I, I think there was a lot of confidence that the Cowboys could go in and beat this zero two Seattle team. And and I think you know we thought that the offensive line was going to be beat up a little bit because we we weren't sure if Britt was going to play. Um, you know, we we certainly didn't feel like they were going to be able to run the ball the way that they did. Um, I mean, not mm-hmm. that they ran it exceptionally well, but I mean they broke off a couple of big runs, which made differences in the game. Um, uh, the last thing I wanted to mention is that you it tweeted out uh, the on uh, a couple of days before the game uh, that through the first 34 games of, of Dak Prescott's career, uh, he has a passer rating of 95.1, and only Kurt Warner, Russell Wilson, Dan Marino, and Aaron Rodgers have had a high, uh, better starts to their career. That's pretty crazy. Did I jinx them before? Th- did I jinx them before this game? Though I mean, that's kind of well, what happened. Right? I mean, you, you, but the <laughs> truth is, you jinx both quarterbacks because it's not like either quarterback was great. I mean, the, you know, the Russell had the two <laughs> touchdown passes, but I mean, he, he wasn't he wasn't playing a fantastic game by any stretch of the imagination, especially early on. Um, let's get into this though, because I, I feel it. like the funny thing is, the week after the wins. There's just not very many people talk about stuff. It's it's always the week after the losses that uh, that have the most. Well, that's the Cowboys media. That's what we we thrive on the negativity, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> early on, so so you know they they uh, Seattle won the coin toss and, and elected to defer. Not surprising. It seems to be a theme this season. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, Cowboys elected to receive. Uh, early on, it felt like both defenses were playing extremely aggressive. Uh, and seemed to be generally playing faster than the the offenses. The Cowboys came out, um, you know, and and did not have a good start. Uh, they they did get Elliott off tackle for five yards, uh, but then a short pass to Tavon Austin uh, was a, it was a, it was a screen to Tavon Austin uh, loses a yard because of a, a quick trigger and tackle by the corner. Um, Zeke uh, 
Well, the, then there was a penalty for too many uh, players on the field, and they got a five, free five-yard penalty, and they uh, they still couldn't convert. Zeke it's was ridiculous. I mean, Zeke went off tackle for negative one yards as Wagner tackled him for behind uh, for a loss behind the line of scrimmage. That was a, a terrible harbinger at some point. I feel like because I mean the fact that that should have been something that the Cowboys should have done routinely, and not only did they get the one yard, they lost a yard. Uh, it, it was maybe an ugly. Hard, an ugly showing of what exactly we were going to get from this offense throughout the day. Uh, the only thing I was going to add in there is, as always, it was so loud in that stadium to start the game, and it's it's no wonder why Seattle likes to to defer to the second half. That crowd was loud. You could see it was affecting Prescott, and the worst way to start against Seattle is going three and out, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, and as and as you, as you noted, like you know, they basically left Wagner unblocked on that tackle, and so it was yep. basically un, unable. You know, it was not a good good start for the the offense to say the least. Um, Seattle gets the ball back after a punt, you know, and, and game uh, the play the field position is a, is a big part of what happens in this game at times. Um, the Cowboys and Seattle kind of trade the ball back and forth, but the difference being is that Seattle was able to string together some first downs. Uh, they were, But they were also kind of dink and dunking. Uh, they get a, uh, a roughing the passer, a kind of bogus roughing a the soft, passer. A soft, soft roughing the passer call, by the way. Just if wanted you, to throw that in there. If you remember, like, early at this point, they were calling everything. At this, it wasn't just the Cowboys. Yeah. It was everyone was getting all kinds of roughing the passer penalties thrown on them so there was definitely still in this kind of calibration zone uh so they get uh they convert that third five do that penalty um and then again kind of five yards here five yards there uh they get a first down um on a uh, on a pass to lock it uh they then they get a, a penalty on a first and 10 or sorry a second and 12 play where they had lost two yards on a run to Carson on a first and 10 right yep. at the 50 yard line uh they get a holding penalty which ends up you know submarining the entire drive which they can't recover from uh despite <laughs> getting a 13 yard run uh uh, by Carson on second twenty two, uh, they were they were able unable to get the uh, uh, to convert the uh, the third down pass to Brandon Marshall, uh, which it seemed like they very much you know it's funny one of the things we sh- should mention just in context is obviously this is the Seahawks team that they faced the Cowboys faced in the wild card division uh, wild card round of the playoffs later on in the season. It's just interesting to kind of point out the differences of this team, right? Third down. Uh, they're looking Brandon Marshall's way, and they'll look Brandon Marshall's way here and, and uh, the next uh, third down uh, attempt later. Um, by the time we played them again, Brandon Marshall was no longer on the on the team, uh, and I don't know that even if things the way play the way they out that they had, he would have been a big part of the game plan in the playoff. I mean, they basically found out really early on, probably in this game, that Brandon Marshall was not still a guy anymore right right like, on, the fl- on the flip side i think this was maybe the first game that i really thought the transition to cornerback for byron jones was working out well yes, I and mean, we're going to talk about yeah the, the next play that he makes i believe it's on the next drive is just incredible but to to get off the field here uh by breaking up a pass was uh, a good start for the game for the cowboys and we got to talk about this too because we we've talked about the other way but i i mean going back at, le- at least so far for sure but i kind of just from memory would say this feels like this was Sean Lee's 
best half, right? Maybe of the oh, whole easily. season. I mean, I think oh, he had yeah, I think he had eight tackles, if I'm not mistaken, this this half. Uh, and it nine really tackles. showed nine. Wow. Nine, okay. Nine, it, it, nine and two for a loss. Yeah, and two. Yeah, two tackles for a loss. I mean, it, it just felt like this was kind of vintage, you know, Sean Lee, and and, and yep. he was very heavily involved in uh, killing this drive and and uh, you know several of the the following drives that, that happened in this first half for sure. And if you remember correctly, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch played well in the Giants game, so did Jalen Smith, so there was a little bit of this talk, should the Cowboys try to get Van Der Esch on the field more? Uh, Sean Lee kind of quieted that pretty early in this game. Yeah, and again, it, maybe it's a, it's part of the reason that Van Der Esch didn't get a lot of the early snaps kind of this part to the middle part of the season because Sean Lee at least gave them something to kind of uh, yep. You know, feel like that there, there was something else there to continue with him. So uh, they the Cowboys get the ball back and they finally kind of seem to wake up a bit. Zeke split zone for seven on first down. Tavon uh, takes a jet sweep for eighteen, and really it should have gotten another fifteen more yards because not only was the tackle out of bounds, but it was also a horse collar, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I I said it at the time. I thought that was a pretty clear call. Somehow they missed it. Um, but yeah, I think second week in a row, Tavon makes a big play on offense. In the Giants game, he hit the the home run for a touchdown. Second drive of the game, you already see him, you know, making a big explosive play in the ground. So uh, we kind of forget this as the season went on. But Tavon was going to be a big part of this Cowboys offense. Well, especially against teams like this, I, I feel like this team is just being so aggressive, overrunning everything. You know, just co- just coming right. downhill on everything. So you, this kind of is a constraint to that, right? Like get the defense going one way and get them hesitating and then get Tavon out the gate going sideways the opposite way. Uh, and, and even an athletic linebacker like uh, – uh, oh, who was it? I can't remember what was the guy's name. Was it KJ Wright? No, it, wasn't no, it was Bobby the Wagner. Eagles guy, right? It was the, the, the guy who got in oh, trouble Mike, for the – Michael Kendricks. Yeah, Kendricks. Michael Kendricks. Yeah, uh, who if you watch him like – kind of hesitate, 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 realizes what's happening, and then starts taking the angle by the time that, you know, Tavon has already crossed the line of scrimmage and is turning up field, and then again basically tackles him out of bound with a with a horse collar. It's pretty awful. I can't believe it. If, if you watch, if you watch you know, the final, you know, against the Seahawks in this game, in the playoffs, I mean, Tavon is just so much faster and quicker in week three. I mean, the groin injury really took away a lot of his explosiveness. Yeah, and it's too bad because clearly they, they did have plans for him, and, and I feel like it, this offense needs that player. And, and, Absolutely, and if, if yes. And if they're going to rely on him, they need to go get another guy who can do that kind of thing. And maybe that could be Cooper, but you can't rely on Tavon Austin's health for that play, that position to exist, I think you know, like right. you need to I have agree. you need to have a second secondary. Whether it's a, whether it's a running back, a backup to Zeke, whether it's another receiver, I agree. You need to give somebody else that can fill in for Tavon if he goes down. Because Jordan Lewis is not acceptable there. It's just, it's just no, because you you just know you're not going to throw to him. Yeah, exactly. And that's, he's, we, such, he's such a limited player. You need to be an option, have options there. So, anyways, uh, on first and ten. Uh, Dak's still feeling. I mean, the offense is still going. He he goes through progressions. He gets to his like it looks like his second or third uh, person in his progression on the backside. It's a it's a slant to Gallup. He hits him right in stride, right in hands, and Gallup can't bring it in. Bounces right off his hands and then off of Earl Thomas's foot, and then right into uh, right into his hands. And you're going to notice that a theme of this early part of the season with Dak is a lot of the interceptions he throws 
aren't really his fault. We're going to get to yeah. another one later in this game. But uh, this was a bullet that was right in the gallop. Should have been an easy catch. Should have been a first down. Instead, ends up being an interception. Yeah, and, and really unfortunate because of just really, the, like I said, the Cowboys had just kind of reeled off two nice plays in a row. Felt like they had something going. And, and uh, you know, even this play was likely to be a first down if Gallup just keeps his hands on it. Right. Um, so, yeah, and then fortunately now you've given them a good field position uh, to uh, they take the ball over, I think, at the forty at their own forty nine. Um, yep. And, and but but somehow it doesn't end up in points. Well, yeah, I mean, because again, Seattle's uh, offense, the our defense again is playing just as very well, and and, and really uh, is playing better than they were earlier in the game. As they go on, at times, right? Uh, they 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 are able to shut this whole situation down. They, the, the the Seahawks don't even get past the Cowboys forty five, um, and. After starting at their own forty-nine, um, they 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 have a three-yard run, uh, another a three-yard pass to Marshall, and then again on third down they try to go to Brandon Marshall, uh, and he is denied by after making a pretty nice catch actually, uh, he 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 is denied by by Byron Jones who gets a mitt in there and separates the ball from the receiver, uh, and it was really a great play uh, by Byron Jones there. This is the second of three plays Byron Jones is going to make in the first half that basically uh, get the Cowboys off the field. I mean, again, this was really the the coming out party for Byron Jones. Absolutely. Uh, and so uh, the they punt, um, and the uh, the Cowboys get the ball back, uh, and they can't take I, advantage again. I mean, they just are. What were you going to try and say? I was going to say the Cowboys got it up to their own seven, so they were they were pinned back pretty well. Yeah, uh, but the, but they had chances on this drive. I mean, uh, I saw in your notes you mentioned that somehow Cowboys the Cowboys have two three and outs in the same drive. And it's, it's crazy <laughs> because yeah, I mean they basically they can't do anything. They 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 get basically uh, five thir- three and five yards on first and second downs respectively with with a run and then a pass incomplete on third and two. But they get a, a uh, they punt the ball and the. Seahawks run into the kicker, so they get a new set of downs on their own twenty. I mean, even with the penalty, like all this, they're only to their own twenty, which is just you know terrible. Again, the, the field position is just terrible, and it's not like the Cowboys are doing anything with it either. So it's, no, not at uh, all. The, an incompletion on first down, uh, left off tackle for one yard, and then uh, you know it's third and Another nine. Second and ten, a second and ten run kills them once again. I mean, we, I've been noting this every single time we go through these shows that. A lot of times these drives end up stalling when the Cowboys run on second and ten. Well, they, I don't have an is- as much of an issue running second and ten on your own 20. I mean, I guess the 20 is different, but, you know, like, uh, they're really packed up inside their own. You know, the, the, play sure. calling, the play calling happens, ch- changes when you're in your, inside the shadow of your own office. I mean, this is right on the border of where I would say it should affect their play calling, but, yeah, I mean, again... You're not wrong. A second generally, ten, a second generally ten, the second and ten. That is a very them. good. That is a very valid point. But yeah, I think this particular one, it's like it's it's tough, man. Even with the penalty, they're still on their own twenty, and the field position is a situation is a problem for them as play callers. I mean, that they, they clearly they just never right. get over. So. Uh yeah, and then uh, third down incompletion to uh, to to Beasley and and they're punting again. Um, and so the Seahawks get the ball on their own thirty-one again. Great field position for the Seahawks. Um, uh, and, and they basically uh cannot do anything with it again. A no gain run. They they 
they they he had a short pass to Disley for four yards, uh, and then again on third and six, uh, an incomplete pass to uh, Brandon Marshall uh, with Byron Jones there in coverage. It's uh, it was it was a back shoulder fade, and yep. it looked for sure like Marshall was going to get it for about twenty yards. Byron kind of got his hand in there, was able to rip it out as uh, as Brandon Marshall was kind of coming to the ground with it. Yeah, it, it, and so you know it clearly. I mean, like basically, they did that three third downs in a row, and it, I, I don't think they converted a, any of them. No, nope. so so nope. you know they they clearly should have just go away from Brandon Marshall, especially if he's near Byron Jones. This is where I started to think people you, like as you said, this is coming out party, however you want to say it. Clearly, people are figuring out that this is uh, uh, some of that they're going to want to go away from. So here we are, zero zero after the first quarter. Uh, the Cowboys are zero and three on third down conversions. Seahawks are one of four, uh, and, and, really, and fr- a really good first half. So I far. mean, there's like I mean, consider considering there were like you know how many one two three, I mean I think each team got three drives right. Uh, there were only five total. Uh, first downs in the entire first quarter. So <laughs> it's not a lot of great offense being played in this game. So here we are, no. s- second quarter. Uh, Dallas gets the, uh, the, the ball first and just kind of very – like like a like a like a like a another bad omen. This whole game's filled with bad omens. Yeah, they they, they yeah. start off they start off the second quarter basically how how they left off the first quarter on offense. Uh, Dak gets sacked on a ten yard uh, play action bootleg that basically they read the whole way and really Marquevious yeah, Mingo Mingo read it the whole way. He didn't even play the run whatsoever at all at all. And 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 really the issue now starts becoming not the, with not that specific play, but I, I'd say in general the offense. Starts the issues start becoming blocking related at times because yeah. the blocking really starts to break down in the second quarter leading into the half. Um, but basically, the Cowboys can't recover from a 10 yard sack. I mean, no surprise there. Uh, Zeke gets uh, uh, 11 yards on second down and makes it kind of at least more manageable third and nine. Uh, but they can't convert. Uh, you you say that you think that it might have been a first down to Zeke, even if he had caught it was, that it third. Been nine, it would have been it close. It would have been close. I, I think I think Wagner would, tackles him for short of the sticks either way. But Zeke can't come away with it uh, with the pass. Again, pressure has become an issue at this point. If you've noticed, like Dak is starting to duck under people, step up, move around, just having to move more in general to get the passes off. Uh, and I and I think it, later on it starts to even get worse and worse. Cowboys punt after they can't convert the third and nine, um, and really this is the first scoring drive of the game. And uh, I wanted to point out I think that we talk about big change moments that you forget. Dallas at one point during this drive, after Seattle is able to get pick up, I think two first downs, um, they got. Uh, Seattle third and ten at the Dallas mm-hmm. thirty-five. Uh, game still tied zero-zero. So thirty-five. All they have to do is get off the field. If they can co- force an incompletion, they could. They could probably force a you know a long field goal. Uh, and, and you know, the, I mean, obviously, there's a good chance that that the old man leg is gonna is gonna get get it there. Uh, he's gonna right, have, right. go off a couple, have a half bottle of vodka, and then kick it seventy-five <laughs> yards. Uh, but I, I, you know, they they. 
convert a third and ten. They ran a, uh, the Cowboys run a blitz, which they I really don't. I going back and I really don't understand this coverage choice because no, no, they, I don't either. It, they it ran so like a double A gap blitz, and, and, and they they had to get uh, Heath to pick up the running back from all like they ran. Uh, like they faked cover two, and Heath, I think, was supposed to pick up the running back out of the backfield from the opposite side of the field from which he came out of. So Heath had to come across the formation to try to pick up Carson out of the backfield, and he couldn't get over there in time. Carson it made get, for an easy throw. It made it, for an easy throw from Wilson to Carson for almost and, 20 yards. Yeah, uh, and, and what it ended up doing, too, is that once Carson got the ball quick, and because he got the ball quick, it totally broke up. Uh, uh, Heath's angle, you know, Heath couldn't right. get an angle there, so Carson was able to get ten yards and then some, uh, and, and pick up, uh, you know, I think it was it nineteen yards total. Uh, suddenly, they're first and ten on the Dallas sixteen. They no huddle, uh, and they get uh, in the in the confusion of the of the uh, of the quick count. They they don't cover. Uh, Jay Brown, who's running out of the slot, and, and I think it was supposed to be Awuzie's guy, and he, he runs up the middle, and suddenly now they've scored a touchdown. They go from third and ten, still tied 0-0, still you know, at least give it, presenting a difficult field goal from them, to two plays later they're in the end zone, and it's 7 nothing, and, and that's the kind of thing that like they got, and, they, and this hurts them later, too. They have them right where they want them in a good third down situation, and they cannot get off the field. They have to be able, and they do a much better job later on the season, but they have to be able to get off the field on those third and seven plus situations. And I'll say, you look at the playoff game where they played Seattle. Uh, they did the same kind of thing. They got the they got Seattle into long third, you know, third and seven, third and eights. They were able to get off the field in the playoff game, not so much in week three, and ultimately it's gonna it's gonna kill them here. Yeah, it really does, and, and it's the kind of they they are left lingering in the game because of some of their play later on. But I mean, it's it, unless they find a way to convert their own third downs or to stop Seattle from converting third downs, uh, they had no chance. So right, um, Dallas gets the ball back, um, and they start off. Strong again, this time with a big run by Zeke on first down to kick it off almost 20 yards on first and 10. Then Dak hits Beasley um, two plays later on a third and seven for 18 yards, and suddenly Dallas is in uh, Seattle territory. Um, and uh, they get a penalty on it's an illegal after, formation after a first and yep. uh, first and ten run a three yard run by Zeke. They get a penalty for illegal formation um, on us on second and seven. Uh, and then Dak strikes Hearns to set up a third and two from the Seattle 31 yard line, um, and that like that felt like a, a a moment to that really made a big difference. Like it, it felt like getting that penalty was going to be another drive killer. Blah blah blah. Yep. For 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 Dak to get up there and get those 10 yards at a point where passing had not really been terribly successful especially on the outside uh it was it was a big play to set up that third and two um but the, the cowboys uh can't convert the, the third and two on their own um and they get a uh a penalty for an illegal touch which uh, is declined um and so they attempt a 50 yard field goal um and brett Maher makes the 50 yard field goal barely which, Barely. Barely, but it, it, it was enough to definitely uh, change the general opinion of Brett Maher at this point um, to kind of get that really they, – they needed that field goal there to kind of just get 
uh, 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 just mentally, Anything. you know, like yeah. em- emotionally, it felt like at that point. So, uh, uh, seven three Seattle with five minutes left to go in the half uh, after the field uh, goal. The only thing I was going to add in here is this was not Ezekiel Elliott's best day. We've already talked no. about him dropping a pass on third down uh, earlier on one of the drives. He steps out of bounds here. He really had no reason to step out of bounds. He had plenty of space to work with. Just was being too lackadaisical. And when we get to the second half of this yeah. game, there's going to be even more bad that's, things for That's Zeke. the more egregious one, I think. But yeah, the, the fact that this game featured two different plays where he stepped out of bounds and, and then came into play. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, people began to worry about you know his lack of touches in the preseason translating to his awareness not being... Well, th- then he has, a, he has a fumble later in this game yep. on a big run that basically ended the game for the Cowboys. So just, I mean, the stats say that Elliott played well, but I think if you ask anybody who watched this game... It was you, not you, one you, of his you, best you games at all. Zeke. It was a bad game, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, three straight runs from Seattle gets first downs, and then a 10-yard pass to Lockett. Seattle's on the move. They're going to try and score. Um, they, they basically get the ball... Left with uh, five, just over five minutes. Um, suddenly, uh, on a third and nine, uh, again, like this is, uh, you know, they, oh yeah, well I'm sorry, I skipped ahead a little bit. They, they're passing, they're getting it down the field. Uh, they're kind of getting into more of a hurry up mode. Uh, they get, uh, we mentioned Lockett's ten yard pass. They're kind of dinking and dunking to Carson as well. Uh, but Vanderash has really kind of start started to yep. kick it up. I think he had a tackle on almost every single one of these plays. Uh, uh, but it's it just ends up not being enough because. Uh, on third and nine, again, third and nine on the Seattle 48, there's, uh, what is it? There is two two minutes. They're at the two-minute warning. Yep. There's two minutes. There's plenty of time for the Dallas to get this ball back after a punt, go down and turn this game around, and take the lead going into the half. If, if, if they had gotten the ball here on this third and nine at the Seattle 48 up, uh, down seven to three, they could have easily gotten the ball back with good field position, marched down the field, and scored a touchdown. And it could have been ten to seven with the with the Dallas uh, with well, I guess Seattle getting the ball back to start to half. But still, ten to seven in a much better situation. But instead, on third and nine, uh, Wilson finds Lockett right in the honey hole of, of cover two um, for fifty two yards, and it wasn't even close. Like as soon as the ball was in his hands, like it was. Touchdown! You know, like yeah. it was, there was no, there was no chance. So, and that kind of felt like the, almost like the game right there. You're down now, fourteen to three to Seattle. Uh, you, I mean, I, I know I was thinking before halftime, and we're going to get to this drive in a second. The Cowboys have to go down and get points, even if it's even if it's a field goal, get it to be a one score game because being down by double digits to uh, uh, a pretty veteran Seattle team in Seattle feels like a, a kind of a death wish. Yeah, and then so Dallas gets the ball back with with a minute fifty two uh, left, no timeouts. Dak is immediately sacked on the first play by Jerron Reed. <sighs> Zeke gets no yards on a second down screen, and, and Dallas just basically, I mean, it's, the wheels have come off at this point. They have no now confidence. Seattle's taking timeouts. Yeah, I mean, because they're going to get the ball back. The, the the blocking has completely fallen apart at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't. It not only did it look like they had no confidence, but I mean, they had no shot to even get a first down uh, there. And and suddenly they've given the ball back to Seattle with great opportunity to score again. And and you know they they do. They basically they get a nice return from Lockett to, to take it back to the Seattle forty. A short pass to uh, Nick Vanette uh, inbounds with five seconds left to go in the game, and and really. 
that was the plus they get the penalty. Um, oh wait, that, that's 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 later. That's that's earlier up. Yeah, so later Vinette, later Vinette on, they get a third down, uh, third down from Dallas 44 yep. yard line. They can't convert. Uh, throw, Wilson throws it out of bounds. Then Gregory gets the 15 yard on sportsmanlike conduct for hitting uh, the offensive Seattle offensive lineman. And now they set Janikowski right in field goal range with a 47 yard field goal, and he bangs it through uh, to give them a 17 to three Seattle lead at halftime. I I think at this point I was feeling so discouraged about the Cowboys offense because you had three points in the first half against Seattle. You had zero points in the first half against uh, against Carolina. You had one long bomb to Tavon Austin against the Giants, but other than that, the offense do, didn't do very much the rest of that game. I think I was starting to feel really, really concerned that this had a chance to be, you know, one of the bottom five offenses in the NFL. We just, when you consider what we saw in the first three games or first, what, 10 quarters of this season combined with what happened in the last seven games of the 2017 season, I think a lot of people were really nervous about whether or not this offense can get it back on track, whether Dak Prescott's the right answer. Going into halftime, I'm sure there was a lot of pretty pessimistic fans about this Cowboys team. I, you know, I think that there was a lot of there's a lot of reason for that too, and I think a, a, it didn't help that they, you know, they got they got put in some pretty terrible positions. This offense, you know, not even just oh, talking yeah. about field position in this game. You know, I'm talking about the whole situation with the preseason, the way the offensive line injury happen, uh, injuries happened, their lack of preparation in the preseason, the fact that they were going against a really good Dallas Cowboys defense in training camp all all, all uh, off season. Then their first two games, their first three games include. Playing Carolina in Carolina, which has got a great defense, and playing uh, Seattle in Seattle, um, right. you know, and, and so there was definitely cause for concern because they were playing terribly. They were giving them no reason to feel good about this offense. Uh, but I also think that it was, I mean, a lot of this was they were playing very good defensive teams, and this, these were not teams, especially on the road, that you should be trying to still sync up aspects of your offense and, and that's and that's what it felt like was happening at times is they just weren't in sync with a lot of this stuff uh anything else uh, on the game before we go uh i think that's it that's it for today's show guys make sure that you tune in uh tomorrow for our second half uh review of the week three matchup against seattle uh make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 